For all the congregation is holy, and every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? And so when Moses heard it, he fell on his face, and he spoke to Korah and all the co company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy, and will cause him to come near to him, that one whom he chooses he will cause to come near him. And so he took the censer, this, he said, do this, take a censer, Korah, and all your company, put fire in them and incense in them before the Lord tomorrow, and it shall be that the man whom the Lord chooses is the Holy One. You take too much upon yourselves, you sons of Levi. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, the sons of Levi. Is it a small thing that you, the, uh, that thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring near to himself to do the work of the tabernacle? of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to serve them. And so what we are seeing here is um, we are seeing that there is a group of people, individuals that feel that they know better than Moses how to do things. And they serve notice on him that they have the same relationship with God that he does and so therefore they're just as holy as him and as a result then they too should be able to do what he does. But how many know that whenever God places you in a position or calls you to do a thing it is not because you are better than someone it's just the call that God has placed upon your life. He places you in a place and a thing, do a thing and, and this is the reality of it is is, is if he has called you to the ministry to take care of children, for you to try to, to leave that place that you're called to because that's where your anointing is, right? That's what you're anointed for. And so for you to try to put yourself in another position or another place would, would bring, take you out of place and therefore the anointing and the presence of God would not be upon your life to be successful at what you're trying to do. Amen. And so we see that here that Korah and Dathan and Abram, Ram, I looked that up, that's how you say it. And uh, Ona, they're here and they are raising up a, a rebellion against Moses. I want to say that today, not, I know that there are, has been uh, people and ministers and things that have, have used the scripture to try to bring um, about things that are not correct spiritually. Uh, that's not what I'm here to do today, neither is it even uh, to say that, uh, that, but I believe that there's something Lord wants to speak to us about this season that we're in, in these scriptures. And what I want to say to you today is this, that the spirit of rebellion has always been. There has always been a spirit of rebellion in the earth that is against the will and the plan of God. And we see that that is what is happening here in the children of Israel with Korah being the leader of that and that he is raising up a group of people and they are rebelling against leadership or authority. Now we have a great problem today in our nation with rebellion. People don't do not, in the generation we are, I say it this way, we are paying the bloom payment for what we have not taught our kids. We have not taught them to respect. We have not taught them honor. I'm not saying that, we, that some folks don't. I'm saying as a whole in America, we have removed away from the place of respect and kids do not respect their children.
right? We got kids that are running the house, don't respect their parents, rebellious against authority, and then we take them and we send them to school, right? And then they rebel against the teachers. And then they grow up, right? And then they rebel against all authority and they rebel against uh, the, the, the boss man. You know, isn't it amazing, I've said this before, but isn't it amazing how that whenever we get a, a new job, it is God gave us that job. And then six months later, we hate it. We hate everything, everybody. It's, it's the worst thing ever did, right? And it's amazing how quickly we can come to a place where that we do not appreciate and value the things that God has given us. Amen. And then we get to this place of self-promotion. And, and Chorus saying, I hear from God just like you hear from God. You're, the, the Levites are no better than we are. And you think that you have been placed in this place and nobody else can do it. And, and that's not the case at all. God placed them there. God appointed them to these positions. And it wasn't of their own choosing. It was God that brought them to this place. And, and we, we, we sometimes we, we think that the grass is greener on the other side. We think that if we get to this position or to this place or to this appointment, that it's going to be better. But, but you are be we are better off to serve in the place that we have been called to. We are better to serve in the place that we're anointed for than to try to live in a place that we have not been called to work in. Can I get an amen? And you see Moses, he says, he said, it's no small thing in verse 10. And that he has brought you near to himself and to your brethren and the sons of Levi with you. And are you seeking the priesthood also? Therefore, you and all your uh, company are gathered together against the Lord and against and what Aaron that uh, you complained against him. And Moses sent to call Dathan and uh, Abram, or Abram, and the sons of Elbad, but they said, we will not come up. Right? Now here is Korah leading this rebellion. He's hanging out with these guys, and now Moses calls for Dathan and, and uh, Abram and Abram, and now they're saying, we're not going to listen to you. I just put in my note of my Bible here, who you hang out will affect who you become. You cannot constantly hang around negative people and not become negative yourself. You cannot con constantly listen to gossip and not start gossiping. You cannot hang out with people that are constantly against what you believe and then it not change your belief system. It will affect who you are. It will affect where you're going. It will complicate the desire that you have. You may have a heartfelt desire, but you can't hang around those people and expect to have the result that God wants you to have. There are some people in your life that you just have to saturate with your absence. If you're going to be all, do all, and accomplish all that God has called you to do, you have to understand there are some things and some people and some situations in your life that you have to make a decision that I'm not going to listen to that kind of talk. I'm not going to listen to that kind of speech because if you listen to it long enough, what goes into your ears will eventually get into your heart. Amen. 
it'll begin to get into your emotions. And so whatever the things that we think upon are the things that, that begin to develop our actions. And so if all we're thinking about is sickness, sooner or later we're going to become sick. If all we're thinking about is defeat, if all we're thinking about is being uh, discouraged, if all we're thinking about is the trouble around us, then that's where we're going to go. That's the reason why that you're, that, that, that the, uh, the, whenever you're in the vehicle, that your windshield is 500 times bigger than your rear view mirror. Because it isn't about where you have been, it is about where you're going. Come on, somebody. And God wants us to understand that if we're going to get to where we're going, then we can't allow the, the, the people that, that are around us to always be talking against what God has for our lives. And so we've got to rise up and we've got to begin to speak uh, to ourselves and we've got to say we're not going to, uh, to participate in this. We're not going to allow this to, to, to be controlling our lives, but we are determined that we are going to be all that God has called us to be and we cannot do it as long as we're living in this cesspool you got to come up out of that I said you got to come up out of it amen you say well I don't know how to get people to quit talking about that kind of stuff just tell them amen just tell them Tell them I'm not participating in that foolishness. And I promise you, you tell them and they, they'll quit. It may not quit with them, but it'll quit around you. But as long as we allow it to go on and then never say anything, it'll continue. And so we, Moses speaks up here. And he says, is it a small thing that you've brought upon you that, that, that you have brought us out of the land? Here they are. They're saying... You, you brought us out of the land that's flowing with milk and honey. Do you remember where they came from? Where did they come from? Somebody talk to me. They came out of bondage. They came out of slavery. And here this media is saying they took me out of the land flowing with milk and honey. Amen. Duthan says, you've taken us out of the land that flows with milk and honey, and you brought us out here to die. Right? And if you're not careful, you'll buy into that. You'll believe that it was better in your past than it is in your now. Huh? Have you ever heard somebody say, whenever they're having a difficult time, well, you know, it wasn't this hard when I wasn't going to church. It wasn't this hard when I wasn't serving the Lord. It, I didn't have it this hard whenever I wasn't trying to live right. Huh? It's amazing how quickly we forget where we were when God brought us out. Because all of us have come to God when our extremities have been exhausted, when we had no hope, when we, we didn't know where else to turn, and, and we looked to Him, and He brought us out of a horrible pit. Amen. And He brought us up and set our feet upon a solid and a firm foundation and established our coming in and our going out. He called us by His name and He put His blessing upon our life. Amen. And it doesn't matter. The worst day as a child of God will be better than the best day in the world. David said it like this. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Glory to God I'm telling you today that there is a blessing in being a part of the kingdom of God and yes hell will rage against you and yes trouble will come but guess what you're going to have trouble no matter what so you might as well determine in your heart I'm going to serve the Lord I'm going to bless his name I'm going to give glory and honor to him because he is worthy of my praise amen glory to God 
And so Moses, Duthan, he's twisting it here. He's saying, you brought us out of the land flowing with milk and honey to kill us out here in this wilderness. And he said, and then you're acting like a prince over us. And he said, moreover, you brought us into a flow. You have not brought us into the land flowing with milk and honey, nor the inheritance of the fields and the vine vineyards. And we'll put out uh, the eyes of the men and put us, in other words, he's saying, you're going to put us in slavery. You're going to put us in bondage. You brought us out here to destroy us. And the Bible says in verse 14, or 15, excuse me, then Moses was very angry. I mean, no, you can get angry. Jesus said, be angry, but sin not. In other words, control your anger. Amen. And Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from them, nor have I hurt any of them. And Moses said to Korah, tomorrow uh, you and your company will be present before the Lord. And they said uh, that you and as well Aaron. So in other words, Moses is just reminding God, I haven't hurt these people. I haven't done wrong to them. All I've done is lead them, right? And he said, take the censers and put the incense in it and each bring censers before the Lord. 250 censers brought and you and Aaron each with a censer. And every man took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense in it and stood at the door of the tabernacle of meeting and Moses and, with Moses and Aaron. And Korah gathered all the congregation against them at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And the glory, and then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. Amen. Then they fell on their faces and said, O oh God, the God of spirits of all flesh, shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation? So the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak unto the congregation saying, get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abram. Abram. Then Moses rose and went to Dathan and Abram and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spake unto the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all of their sin. Right? So we see here, this is before grace. How many is thankful for grace? Amen. This is still under the law. This is before the new covenant. This is before the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. But we see that the anger of the Lord comes upon these individuals and begins to, to uh, say that I'm going to wipe out all of them. And Moses falls down. This is the man that they're rebelling against. This is the man that they're uh, speaking against. And he cries out to God on their behalf. Right? He cries out on their behalf. Now, I'm going somewhere. I want to talk to you in just a moment, but I want to lay this foundation. He's talking to them, and he, he says, I'm going to wipe them all out. Just step back. I'm going, to, I'm going to wipe them all out. And Moses cries out to God and says, don't do it, right? And then he said, all right, I'll not do it to all of them. But he said, I'm going to take out these who are bringing division. Amen. These that are bringing division, I'm going to wipe them out. And so they got away around the tents from Korah and Dathan and Abram. And Dathan and Abram came out to the, and stood at the door of their tents with their wives and their sons and their little children. And Moses said, by this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works. For I have done uh, them of my own will. If these men die naturally like men, if or if they are visited by a common fate of all men, then the Lord has not seen, sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing 
and the earth opens up its mouth and swallows them up and all belongs to them and they go down alive into the pit, then all you understand that these men have rejected the Lord. And it came to pass as he finished speaking the words that the ground split apart under them and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up and their household and all the men of Korah with all their goods. And so all those with them went down alive into the pit and the earth and closed over them and they perished from among the assembly. And all Israel who were around them fled at their cry and they said, lest the earth swallow us up also. And the fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. These men, before grace, before grace was known, before the new covenant, rebelled and walked in a spirit of rebellion. And God swallowed them up from the earth, took them out. Wouldn't you think that that would straighten them up? I mean, you, you had all of your major leaders, 250 of them, plus the four uh, strong men, if you will, and all of their wives, their children, their houses, everything, their tents, everything was there, and the earth opens up, swallows them up, and you are spared. Wouldn't you want to serve the Lord the rest of your days? Amen. Let's read on here. He said, tell Eleazar, the son of Aaron, to put uh, priests to pick up the censer out of the blaze, and they are holy, and to scatter them. And he, he talks about the censers that these men used. He said they're holy because they've been offered unto the Lord. And so they take this bronze and they beat it into the form or a shape. And they, the altar already the, is a brazen altar. It is already covered. But now this is another form of covering, a secondary covering that is being placed upon the altar. Right? And they beat it into place. And he said, and it'll be a memorial to the children of Israel in verse 40, that no, uh, no outsider who is a decent descendant of Aaron would come. And then watch this in verse 41. On the next day, after God just swallowed up 250 of them, on the next day, the con all the congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, saying, you've killed the people of the Lord. I'm not the sharpest pencil in the box. But if that would have happened, I'd have left Moses alone. Amen. Amen. I'd have said, that's the man of God. That's our leader. We're going to follow him. But on the next day, I'm not talking weeks. I'm not talking months. I'm not talking years. On the next day, they pick up their complaining. Why? Because their leaders had been complaining. Who they had been hanging out with. And so now there is a spirit of division. Huh? That has been in the people. They've been around this kind of talk. They've been around this kind of action so long until now it has filtrated down into the, if you will, the, the congregation. Those who are following are now taken upon this spirit of complaining and a spirit of division. Right? 
And so Moses said, Come before the tabernacle of meeting. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from among the congregation that I may consume them in, verse 45, in a moment. And they fell on their faces. And Moses and Aaron took the censer from the fire from the altar and put incense in it and to take quickly to the congregation and make an atonement. For them, for wrath, had gone out from the Lord. The plague had begun. And then Aaron took it as Moses commanded and ran in the midst of the assembly. And already the plague had begun among the people. So he put it in the incense and the atonement of the people. And he stood between death and the living. So the plague was stopped. And now those who died in the plague were uh, 14,700 besides those who had died with Korah. And Aaron returned to Moses in the door of the tabernacle of meeting for the plague had stopped. Now that's a pandemic. They start up their complaining again. God says, back up, Moses. I'm taking them out. And by the time that Aaron could get the censer and put coals on the altar and incense in it and run out between them, the Bible says, how many died? 14,700 had already died. I want to draw some parallels here today. I want to make this very clear. Today, what we are dealing with today is a pandemic in our nation, and and they say that it's a pandemic, and I don't disagree. I'm not a doctor. I don't know none of these things, and and so I'm not going to make any suggestions to you. But I want to say to you that, that, that this, that I do not believe for one millisecond that God has sent any sickness to us to teach us anything. All sickness is from hell. All sickness is of the devil. God never made anyone sick. Amen? But I want to, then the parallel that I want to bring is not even about spiritual leadership, of rebellion against spiritual leadership. It, it, it would do us good to not, to not rebel against leadership, but that's not the point that I want to make today. The point that I want to make today is that, the, it, and we talked about the Antichrist spirits that are in our land today, and one of those Antichrist spirits is a spirit of rebellion that has been from the beginning and is even more prevalent today than ever before. Amen. And we see that these things, this rebellious spirit is taking them from a place that God has promised and has provision and what God is wanting to do. I want to say to you this morning, without a shadow of a doubt, that, that God is not finished with America And neither is America finished with God. That there may be a, all we see in the media is riots. All we may see is rebellion. All we may see is the voice of the Antichrist spirit that is rising and hurling its voice across our nation. But I promise you there is a remnant in this nation. There is a church that is crying out to God. There is a people that is hungry for the move of the spirit that will not be content with the complacency and the spirit of apathy. And we cry out to a living God that he would show himself strong and mighty in our nation again. Amen. And I'm telling you today that we are not all rebellious. Everybody's not of the devil. Every people, everyone that is living today is not a racist. Come on. 
everybody living today is not anti-Christ and, and all of this thing. I'm telling you, there is a people today in America that is hungry for the change and is hungry to see the goodness of God upon our children and our grandchildren and see the goodness of God in our land again. And even though the media likes to pour this vomit and this poison upon you, you've got to learn to quit listening to Korah. You've got to quit listening to the rebellious spirit of the day. I'm telling you today, if you're going to be all and do all and accomplish all, you've got to shut that mess off because if it gets in your ears long enough, it'll get in your heart. And when it gets in your heart, you quit believing this gospel. You quit believing in this God. You quit believing his word is true and you'll believe a lie and miss the goodness of God. But I'm telling you today that we got to get off of Facebook and get in this book and begin to say, God, I'm looking unto you, the author and the finisher of my faith. I believe you no matter what comes or what goes. It doesn't, and, and it's no disrespect. I honor and pr we're going to pray for those in a little bit. Amen. That have been affected by this sickness. But listen to me. It doesn't matter if there is a zero, a point zero three a mortality rate or if there is 14,700 die in a few moments God is still able to sustain you he is still able to keep you David said I once was young but now I'm old I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed out begging for bread I refuse to live in a spirit of fear I refuse to live underneath a rock somewhere I'm going to be bold as a lion I'm going to declare that our God is a healer. Our God is a deliverer. He's a way maker. He's a problem solver. He'll save you. He'll keep you. He'll deliver you. You've just got to keep your trust in him. Amen. And we've allowed this poison to get into our faith until we don't have any faith in the word of God. Amen. Never been a time when there's been such a lack of faith in the household of faith. And just because you haven't ever seen God do it doesn't mean he won't. <laughs> Amen. He can do it. I said he can do it. And we look and we see this spirit of rebellion that is across our nation today. We see that we're dealing with all kinds of things that are coming at us. Have, have you ever lived in a moment when there's been so much turmoil? I'm not very old. But have you ever seen so much turmoil? Have you ever seen people that are in leadership trying to bring so much division? Amen. Divide us. Because if we stand together, we cannot be defeated. Amen. But if the enemy can divide us, then he can conquer us. Amen. That's the reason I told you when we open today, I pray over this congregation, God, whatever it is, don't let us be divided in this season. Don't let this church be divided in this season. War ain't over. Mask or no mask. Well, you know yourself. You know you, you know. The limitations, you know if you're dealing with things or not. You, you, you an adult, you know if you need them. But I'm not going to let that divide me. My brother decides to wear a mask or he's got an ailment or a situation in his life. You know, you've got a weak immune system and you need to take care of yourself. Not even just in this pandemic, but any time. Huh? God gives us wisdom. Amen. Amen. 
then they want to, 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 to make us believe that, that, you know, everybody's a racist. Huh? They want us to believe that all white people are racist and all black people are thugs. Amen. Let me tell you something. You know, we don't, we, 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 in West Virginia, I don't know if you've ever looked around, but we don't have a lot of different nationalities here. In fact, if you look on it, it'll say that there's only 1% that makes up anything but Caucasian in this state. But Renee and I spent two years in inner city, St. Louis. And whenever I went there, we had about eight white folks and a handful of black folks. And they, leadership come and they said, well, you need a, a black man to come in and lead this congregation because said in the inner city like this said they ain't going to come in and beat around with a white guy. That's what the leader said. Whenever I left, I had about 120 black folk and 12 white folk. <laughs> because it wasn't about our color of skin. It was about the message of the gospel that would change their lives. Amen? But you can't do it whenever you have a rebellious attitude or a rebellious spirit. You can't do it whenever people are looking at you. You know, I know all of these things are that going on, and I'm not dishonoring uh, this or saying that things aren't right. I know what it is to be pulled over by a police myself. Amen. Right there beside our church in St. Louis pulled me over because I had a Buick Lucerne with, I like tinted windows. I had them tinted out. I had me some mags on it. He pulls me over. I roll down the window and he said, what are you doing here? I said, I pastor that church right there. I know these things are going on, but we can't take on the spirit to where we are, we are angry at everybody. Where that are, we're spewing hate out at everybody. Where that we, are, we're, we just take on this nature and this spirit of the age to where that we, we don't even love those who love us. But we allow that to overflow into our lives. And, and I just want to say to you today, and I pray that you hear my heart. I just want to say to you today that, that we as a church and we as a people, that no matter what is being spewed out upon us, we must show the love of Jesus. We must love one another. We must care for one another. We must be there for one another, right? Amen. Was it Andre Crouch used to sing the song, You're my brother, you're my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will work till Jesus comes. There is no foe that can defeat us when we're walking side by side. Amen. I want to tell you today there's nothing that can defeat the body of Christ as long as we walk hand in hand, arm in arm, and we say it doesn't matter the pigment of your skin. It doesn't matter even where you have come from. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ that has drawn us all nigh and we are going to serve the Lord. If you believe that, give him a praise right here today. He tells him, get away from the congregation. He said, I'm going to take, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to wipe them out. Before Aaron can take the censer in his hand, 17,000, 14,700 of them die. But Aaron takes the censer and he puts, takes a coal off of the altar and puts incense in it. Huh? This is what I've come to tell you. I've come to tell you the answer to the plague. I've come to tell you what will solve the problems that we're facing in America. Where that if you listen to it long enough, it'll feel like there's no way out. 
Huh? There's no way out. America's going down and we're going down with it and there is no hope left. Is it, does it sound familiar to anybody? That's what's going on in our nation today. But I've come today with the answer. Amen. I've come today with the answer. It's the same answer that God gave to Moses and Aaron. Aaron was the priest. And he said, go get the coal from the altar. What's the coal from the altar? It's prayer. It's intercession. Amen. I'm telling you what will change our nation today is people begin to pray. I know we quote it a lot, but we don't do much about it. But if my people which are called by my name. He's not calling the world to prayer. He's calling his church back to prayer. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves, break this spirit of pride and rebellion, humble yourself, amen, and seek my face. We think we've got it all figured out. We think we can do this ourselves. We, we've been walking a minute with God and we, we think we've got it all figured out. But God said, don't get in that pride. Walk in humble. Walk with humility. Walk before me. And he said, and seek my face. Turn from your wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive your sins and heal your land. That's the promise of God, isn't it? He said that I'm going to take the coal from the altar. I'm going to take the coal of prayer. I'm telling you today, prayer still works. God still answers prayer. And we as his people need to return back to a hot, fiery prayer. Not just a, a repetitious prayer. Not just a few moments of prayer. But we need to pray. The old saints used to say, pray till you pray through. Do anybody remember that? Pray till you pray through. What it meant was you don't just pray for a few moments. You don't just pray until you just are, say, well, that's all I've got to say. I've got to go now. But no, you pray until there is a breakthrough in your spirit. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You pray until there's a breakthrough in your spirit. You may there, Nothing may have changed in the natural, but you get up from the place of prayer and you know in your spirit that something has happened in that place of prayer. Something has shifted. And I'm telling you today it may not see any change in the natural for a moment. It may not change quickly or immediately but you hold on to what happened in prayer. And I promise you when God's people begin to pull on heaven and heaven begins to invade this earth this spirit of pride this spirit of rebellion this spirit, spirit that they are trying to pour into us and infiltrate into us will be broken off of our lives and we will know the joy the strength and the peace of our God he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we're able to ask or even think according to the power that is working within us I'm telling you today my brothers and sisters that it is the answer is not in the White House with all due respect and the white the answer is not in the Capitol and the answer is not in the mayor's office the answer is right here in the household of faith that it will begin to take a call off of the altar and cry out to God the bondage of sin will be broken off of our family off of our community off of our state our nation and our world and we will see the glory of the Lord he said what? He said the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. I'm telling you there is a day coming where his glory is going to be revealed. His power is going to be known. It is not just going to be for those who believe. But he said I'm going to pour it out on all flesh. Amen. He's going to pour it out on the saint and the sinner. He's going to pour it out on the white man, the black man, and the red man. He's going to pour it out on all flesh and you're going to have to decide what you're going to do with it but his goodness will be revealed in this earth we got to get back to prayer 
I said, we got to get back to, it is so easy, but yet we don't do it. We got to get back to prayer. You can't be good enough to save anybody. You can be an example, but you can't save them. You can't talk somebody into getting saved. If you can talk them into it, somebody else can talk them out of it. How many know the good Holy Spirit can go and convict a man of sin and of righteousness? <laughs> huh? Convict us of sin and of righteousness. And when his Holy Spirit convicts us, it is not to, to condemn us, it is to convict us of change. Amen. And when we see ourselves in the state that we are spiritually in, we will cry out to God and say, forgive us because we cannot save ourselves. Glory to God. We need to pray for our families. We need to pray for those in leadership. We need to pray for our state and our nation and our world. Amen. Aaron took the coal off of the altar and then he put incense in the censer. Incense is a fragrance, right? The smoke began to come up. He took that censer and I can see him running between life and death as people are falling dead all through there. And he runs between those who are dead and those that are yet alive. And he takes that censer and he begins to swing that censer. As he swings it and the smoke begins to come out of that, that censer, the incense and the aroma begins to change. The stench of death is gone and now there's a fresh aroma. Come on. Are you walking with me? There's a fresh aroma that begins to fill the village or the community. And they begin to know that it is no longer do they have to die. But there is life. Glory to God. Incense is our worship. Amen. I said incense is our worship. Where has worship gone? up in this church of my God. Where is our worship gone? Where is our passion gone? Where is the fire in our belly where that we don't care what anybody else thinks or how anybody else, we're just going to bless the Lord. We're just going to praise Him. Amen. I've been around in this thing long enough and I know that many of you have saints that have been in it long, far longer than I have. But I remember the days whenever you would come to church, it would, you, the people would worship God. It didn't matter about the song. It didn't matter about who was preaching. We didn't check and find out who was preaching before we went to church. or We didn't just sing it. Certain songs came up. It was people just entered into worship. Huh? We entered into worship, and I'm not, again, hear me today, I'm not dogging on you. I'm not beating you down today. That's not my desire or my assignment. I'm saying as a church as a whole, where has worship gone? We like songs. We like music. We like lights. We like smoke, huh? And I'm not against any of that. If that helps the atmosphere, then by all means use whatever it takes. But what are you, what's coming from our hearts? Are we serenading heaven with the songs of our heart? Are we lifting him up? Are we praising him? Are we giving him our all? Or are we just going through the motions? If there is just a motion of worship, it is not worship at all. Korah did the same thing that Aaron did. Huh? You listening to me? Korah did the same thing that Aaron did. And God said, 
It was offered up to me. Take the bronze. He was offered up to me. But he said, it, it is not good worship. It isn't, it isn't to me. Their heart's not in it. If we're not careful, my brothers and sisters, I'm not pointing the finger at you. I said, if we are not careful, we'll learn how to go through the motions and the mundane and the rituals and we'll learn the songs and, and we'll sing the songs that have powerful lyrics but mean nothing to us because it does not come from the heart. The songwriter wrote a few, few years ago the, the song, I'm coming back to a heart of worship where it's all about you. Amen. If you read the background of that, that song, they said that they quit singing, they quit playing music, they quit having any kind of thing to help them to, to worship because it all became ritual. It all became just a form. It all just went through the mundane, but nobody was worshiping until they went back to the basics and went to a cappella singing where that it was just the voice that was lifted up to God, where there wasn't no hype where there wasn't nothing to stimulate their emotions it was just them singing a song we're coming back to the heart of worship where it's not about a high pitch where it's not about a musician it's all about you Jesus you're the reason we're here you're the reason we are worshiping you're the reason that we're glorifying we're here today because of the goodness of God and we're going to give you our best praise we're going to give you our best worship and I say to you today let us never forget where he brought us from but never forget that no matter what we are going through he is worthy of our praise he is worthy of our worship he is worthy of me lifting a holy hand without wrath and without doubt and in the sanctuary by night in the house of the Lord he is worthy for me to lift my voice and say I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth. He is worthy of me getting out of my comfort zone and giving him a praise in a way that I am uncomfortable in doing it but because he is worthy I'll dance before the Lord with all of my might David. I'll praise him in any way, any form or any fashion because he is God and I'm telling you today that we have the answer church I said we've got the answer to this pandemic we have the answer to this rebellious spirit that is in our nation today we got to return to the altar and get our hearts on fire again and when our hearts are on fire again a praise will come out of our mouth our worship will be free you see you cannot worship God if you don't know God how am I going to know him I'm going to know him because I have spent time with him because I seek his face and I know his heart. I'm not going to know how to pray unless I know his word. Because his word teaches me how to pray and to seek his face. I'll not know how to worship him right if I don't know his word right. But when his word is hid in my heart, I'll not sin against him. When his word is in my heart, I will glorify and bless his name. Amen. And you will be the one that steps between death and life and you say death you aren't going to take my children you're not going to take my family you're not going to take my son and my daughter they will be saved hallelujah because death represents sin but life represents Jesus and Jesus came down from heaven he stepped between life and death said it is finished and he said death you cannot have them anymore oh death where is your victory oh grave where is your sting I am the one who was dead and yet I am alive and alive forevermore I want to tell you today my brothers and sisters we have the answer we can stop the death we can stop the sins we can stop this thing we've just got to get a call from the altar that will bring a praise in our heart and we will silence the voice of the enemy We'll silence him. We'll silence the critics. I almost called this. I didn't have a, didn't have a, didn't have a title. 
but I almost called it the showdown. Amen. This is what I believe in my heart. There's coming a showdown in America. It's coming a showdown. It happened on Mount Carmel. It happened in Numbers. Huh? It happened in the book of Acts. Huh? Did you sell your land for this amount? Yes. You haven't lied to me. You've lied to the Holy Ghost. The men that took and buried your wife are about to carry you out. Showdown. Amen. I don't want to even talk about a false church. I don't even want to get going started there. Uh, because people say, well, you're judging. No, I'm not judging. I'm just telling you that America has settled for a falsehood that has, I read it somewhere, a form of godliness, but don't have no power. I wouldn't give you two cents for a church that doesn't have no power. I wouldn't get up and get dressed to go to a church where we can't worship God and give him praise and glory and come out of there different than I went in. Amen. And I'm telling you, we're on track. We're on track for a showdown. And you're not going to have to say anything. This is what I've always said. I don't know how long I've said it. I've probably heard somebody else say it. But I've always said it. Truth will outlive a lie. Truth will outlive a lie. People say, you know, and we go through things. And we've gone through things here in the last 12 years. And people say, why don't you defend yourself? Why don't you say something? And I just say, truth will outlive a lie. I don't have to defend myself. I don't have to talk negative about somebody. I don't have to put somebody else down to make myself feel better. Truth will outlive a lie. It may take a while, but truth will outlive a lie. And I want to tell you something, my brothers and sisters, that truth will outlive the lie no matter what you're talking about. Truth will be revealed. And I'm telling you that truth is going to... <laughs> i got to quit. Truth has fallen in the streets. I read that somewhere too. Truth has fallen in the streets. But it's about to get up. It is about to get up. Goodness is about to get up. Grace is about to get up. His presence is about to get up. And we're going to see God move and do things like we have never seen before. We've been praying for this moment. pastor friend of mine texted me this week he said what do you think I said I believe that this is what we've been praying for I believe this is what we've been looking forward to and this is the church's finest hour I'm almost done Amy Gross darkness has covered the earth. Where did I read that at? But arise and shine, <laughs> for the light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen? So whenever you hear gross darkness, when you hear the roars of Korah and, and the media and all of the sounds that says there's nothing good going on, just remember when gross darkness has covered the earth, he said, arise and shine for the light is come and the glory of the Lord is upon you. Amen? Hallelujah. Stand with me if you would, please. Father God, I want to thank you that you've privileged us to live in the moment and the season we are in. 
God, we don't regret it. We don't hate it. We say thank you that we're in a moment when we're about to see the goodness of God like this earth has never seen before. God, we thank you that you're allowing us to be a part of it. So today I pray in these moments, God, as I've done my best to share what you put in my heart today, God, let us take a coal from the altar. Let the fire of God begin to burn again. Make us passionate for the things you're passionate for. And then God, let it release a praise out of our lips. Let's change the atmosphere with our worship and with our praise. Silence the voice of criticism. Silence the voice of, uh, of division and rebellion. And let the voice of praise bring an incense that creates an aroma in the house where that the signs and the wonders and miracles of God can be performed. In the name of Jesus, we pray this today. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could just take a few moments today and worship Him. Maybe today, I don't know how this 